Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, episode 113 of The Hungry Gamers, powered by 8-Bit and Audio-Technica. Uh, I am, of course, your favorite host, um, the, the only host that really matters on this show. I know that there's another one every other, um, every, every other week these days, but really, you come here for me, I think. Uh, I am, of course, Brendan 8-Bit. And I am joined today. <laughs> I joined today by my two favorite co-hosts, um, Mr. Nato J, um, who is at I know Nato, and of course uh, Mr. Jono Peck at Jono himself. G'day, gents. How are we? What's going on? Doing great after that goddamn in. There's, there's not a good <laughs> intro if you're not bagging out on Brendan. You have to. Like this is the, the here's. Here's, here's the peek under the curtain. My intro to you game, bro, is an actual, like, a, a dig at fucking, at Brendan as well. Because he calls himself the humble host, so I call myself the beautiful and humble host. Because the I'm beautiful like... and humble host. <laughs> it's just that that one little more. But he, I think he needs to be humbled a little bit after um, the little soiree everyone had for him on the oh, weekend. Right. You guys... He's like... It's like, oh, people will fly across the country to see me. I am Brendan Eight Bit. <laughs> <laughs> you won't, you won't hear me talking smack about the boss. I will. Sorry, he's a no. piece of shit. He's the worst boss I've ever had. A fucking hat. <laughs> um, of course, if you're, um, if you're listening to this episode, you're probably wondering why you got an episode two days after the last one. Um, that episode featuring the three of us and Brendan, uh, himself, <laughs> that was, that was recorded like late last week. I think that was like the, I want to say like the 11th a week, or 12th. A week before today. Yeah. Yeah. A week before we were recording today. And then just, I think the party was just too crazy. Brendan doesn't know how to like handle himself in party environments. <laughs> he just gets too far. He goes yeah. too far. So he went on a, he went on a six-day bender. Finally got around to editing the um the podcast, and now everyone's heard it. I thought it was a great app, by the way. It was. It was really a, great. It was a banger mm. of an app. Let's give ourselves a pat on the back. He, he's been in Melbourne as well, so I, I, will, I guess we'll give him a, a bit of slack for that. Yeah, cut, oh, him, th- cut him a bit of slack. That's why he's not here now. Is that right? Yes, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Is he catching up with you at all while he's down there, Jono? Uh, no, he caught up with Jack Cruz, Cruzy underscore mate. Oh, uh, favorites. He's playing Melbourne Tuesday. favorites. Yeah. Tuesday. No, well, I was invited, but you know, I've got so much to do and I've been away so much lately that had to, uh, had to pass on, on catching up with him. <laughs> I'd just seen him. It was fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, just got away from him. I have a great Brendan Melbourne story. It was before, it was before all of the 8-bit um, stuff. Fate even to his head. It was oh he was a different person back then, but he was he was still in like the game like the uh, um, like he's a business development manager. He was down there for some awards or something, yeah. and I was living in Melbourne, and I'd been trying all week to get a hold of him. He just wasn't free. He was out all night with clients every night. Anyway, eventually, he's like, uh, it's the last night he's there. He's like, come to the Crown because um, we've got a whole bunch of industry people here, but it's fine. Open bar, just come. 
Uh, so I go to the Crown Casino. I have like $13.50 to my name for some reason. I was super broke. Yeah. Um, and he's like three sheets to the wind already. Surrounded by all of his colleagues. Like this is a work event for him. And yeah. he just drags me in. He says, oh, your name's like blah. And you're also one of my like clients. So yeah. just <laughs> pretend for the night. So that whole <laughs> night I pretended that I was some kind of security vendor or something. Yeah. Um, I ended up meeting and befriending all of his colleagues. And I pulled the most ballsy move in my life at the bar. I was at the bar with like four other people that he works with. And we'll get like a huge round of drinks. And I thought just to be the good guy, I'll pretend to get it. Like I'll just, I'll, I'll offer to get it. Again, I've got no money. I have no money. So if no one said, if everyone was like, yeah, cool. I would have been fucked. I would be so fucked. But I, 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 I scream out, oh, this one's on me guys. Holding like my, my nab savings. My yeah. This one's on me. And like all of them all at once. No, 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 no. And in that moment, I felt, I felt powerful. <laughs> I felt so powerful. Oh, that is great. I feel like so, I feel so anyway, thanks, Brenda, for that fantastic night. I hope you're having another belter down there in uh, in lovely, lovely Melbourne, the the home of AFL. Um, yes. Anyway, a- so this and is... And PAX. And PAX, and the home of PAX too. Very good. Um, this is a video game podcast, though. I don't know if we've said anything about that so far. Probably not. We're turning, Nato, in, you- we're, we're turning it into a variety comedy podcast. Let's go. Yeah. Brenda's, Brenda's not here to stop us. Let's let's just tell funny stories the whole rest. We'll of just time. do bit characters towards the end or something. Um, Nato, what are you what have you been up to this week, mate? Um, well, yeah, I've been in Brisbane. Only got back like yesterday ish, so I haven't been up to much. I I've been I've been I, I did, but on the plane. I don't know if we're segueing into games, but I'm doing it anyway. You can't stop me. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm I, trying to get it to games eventually. Okay, I'll stop cool. talking. Now, um, well, uh, if anyone knows where I live, I live in Perth, and like Brendan now lives up in Brisbane. So I had a good six-hour flight to finally test out the switch capabilities on on a plane. So I finally got to play some Octopath. I've owned that game since it came out, and I've not had time to play it. And finally, have I got to play the full game? And Lord, Lord, he heard our prayer when Final <laughs> Fantasy VII came out and it was a terrible game and no game has ever been good since Final Fantasy VI. Boo. And so wow. Square, Boo you. So Square, so Square sat down in their boardroom and they're like, how, how do we reach these children? And they're like, let's go back. Let's go back to the ball and f- make a good Final Fantasy-esque game again. And God bless, here's Octopath. It is such a good game. I love it so much. What did you? What um, role did you take when you first ran it through? Um, I got the hunter. I took the hunter first. I know everyone hates on the hunter because she talks in very Shakespearean words and stuff like that. But I really love her. She's awesome. You get to summon pets. You get to capture other creatures in the world and use them as summons during the game, during battles and stuff like that. And who have I recruited so far? I've gone down and got the Thief. Thief's really cool. You can use him outside of battle. His ability to steal things off NPCs. So you can either use that to get key items or you can use it just to farm loot so you can sell them. Then I've gone and got Primrose, which is the dancer. All right. Yeah. Yeah. How how bad is it? So when Ali 
played it's it's the... it's as bad as you thought yeah it's as bad as ali explained like her backstory is heavy and hard and she's definitely a prostitute it's not even really it, yeah. it goes there what's the well, rating on well, the game well, like, they, they, they hint around it, but I've seen a screenshot later where she runs into, like, somebody that works in a burlesque house and stuff like that. And she's like, yes, honey, I am a prostitute and stuff like that. And it's just like, wow. oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to verify that because I, I feel like sometimes, you know, Ali, Ali sees things that yeah. maybe aren't there. <laughs> she, she, no, well, she wants the world to be what her mind kind of perceives it. Big anime titties and stuff like that. But you know, like her special ability is a lure, which you literally allure a person to join, like an NPC to join your party. And like the way they teach you in like the tutorial section is you seduce a rich businessman to take him to the back room. And yeah, who knows what happens in the back room to get some extra cash. Yeah. There was some seedy stuff in Final Fantasy VII as well with Don Corneo, but they kind of dance around the... You know the specifics of mm. what exactly is going on. Yeah, that it sounds is, like they've that specific scene in Final Fantasy VII <laughs> is so. It is. You're right. It's exactly the same thing, but you don't even know it. Like yeah. you, as a yeah. kid, and even as an adult playing that game back a few years ago, it didn't register to me just kind of how how seedy that scene really is. And I think it's mm. because of the like just the graphics. That's yeah. what I put it down to. I just think the graphics and the music and stuff like it's so fun. Yeah, and, like, so cartoony. Yeah. Maybe yeah. if it just stayed in 2D kind of graphics, it would have been better, you know? Okay, maybe. You, what, what, what is it? So I'm going to just... I don't usually defend Final Fantasy VII because, yeah. I don't know, I'm never in the position where I have to, I guess. Yeah. But like, why, why don't you like it? It's it, it, Seven is kind of the point where they deviate off being a fantasy game and start to become more of a, like, a you're, sci-fi You're saying high than, fantasy. You're like high fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where they start going in more to sci fi and stuff like that. I appreciate What about this. nine? Huh? What about nine? Mm, yeah. Nine's not a good game, so. Oh, oh man. Wow. <laughs> Who invited this guy? <laughs> I'm sorry, like I'm I'm super like one, two, three, four, five, and definitely six. Six is like cornerstone of like storytelling, uh, villains, everything. I would, I would argue that six is kinda of where it really starts going sci fi. No. Oh, you do, you do get the mechs. Or steampunk, like that. yeah, true. Steampunk's probably yeah. a better way of describing yeah. it. Um, all right, so yeah, Octopath's got... real good. It's it it takes like what was good about six. Like I've I've sort of joked it's like six v two, but it's not really. It like it's got it does go its own octopath, and like. <laughs> Yeah. I just I hate the name. I don't like the name. I don't like well, the way you did it. Air quotes when you said Octopath. Well, like, there is a reason because like you have eight characters, you have eight paths. It is not it's not a linear game as well. Yeah. Like where you can go do characters A chapter 1 and then you can go do everyone else's chapter 1 and then you go do his chapter 2 or you can just do chapter 1 and then like power yeah. level to get to chapter 2. So like you can do everyone's story in a non chronological order. It's like so good, rather than like following a Final Fantasy like start to finish kind of path. Just on the name, I think Square have a really bad habit of like they just the names of their games are never quite. Then I feel like they they never quite hit the mark. Like when when they use they either rely on like bad portmanteaus like Octopath or Latin. They just go for Latin. And it just makes me cringe a little bit. 
but I, I, I think Octopath was actually supposed to be like just the project name for it. But then when like the demo came out and everyone was like, a whole bunch of people like the name. And I, I genuinely like Octopath Traveler as well. So, and I think they just were like, you know what? We're not going to be like Xbox and change from Xbox Scorpio or whatever the original Xbox name did and then be, make it stupid. Xbox One. Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> it is dumb. It is dumb. That's what I mean. It can always get worse. They're all I'm dumb, tra- though. Is like, what I'm Octopath, trying to say, Celine. Octopath Traveler is a unique, memorable name. Yes. But it's not... I wouldn't say it's a good name. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, I'm glad I'm getting some support here tonight. Yeah. yeah. But Octopath's real good. Everyone that likes any of that, like either JRPG, Final Fantasy, any of those kind of games, you definitely 100% check it out. It is amazing on the Switch because, yeah, you can plug it into your TV, play it on there in beautiful, crisp 1080p, or you can take it on the go, which is like where I find JRPGs shine a lot more and why I like something like Persona 4. I mean, yeah, Persona 4 over Persona 5 because I had the ability to not be stuck to my couch playing it. Because all those games have that grind in them. And if you can sit in bed and grind away, it just gives that game just a little bit more ease on things. So, Mm. yeah. If you've got a Switch and you haven't got Octopath, you're fucking up. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be. Uh, it's my game of the year. It's like it was what I'm trying to say. Uh, like, oh, buddy, Jeez. really? Game yeah. of the so year roll. in July. Yep, so far. Okay, all yeah. right. Mm. Um, Jono, can you <laughs> can you steer us back to sanity? Well, maybe. Yeah, I've been playing Mega Man X Legacy Collections One and Two. There's a review now up on the Eight Bit YouTube and Twitter, so I was able to get a code from our friends over at reboot and smashed through that this week which has been really cool uh last week i mentioned i've been playing mega man 5 so i'm in a bit of a mood for that kind of thing so yeah it was cool to get into the x series and and see what that was all about had you so you'd never played them before no i mean i'd played a bit of the first one on the snes mini Mm -hmm. when that came out but only like a couple levels and that kind of thing did you did you get through all of them um, in both collections or have you played just like a select few out of each for the I mean it's only been a week mind you yeah it's only been like five days or something mm. so I've played I, I played the introduction levels to each one all eight and usually a few a few levels after or at least one just to get a sense of what the games how they differ from the previous ones mm. and it really is an interesting case of being able to see the evolution from one, two, three, four, five, six, and then seven was on the PS2, and they went completely 3D and weird, and then eight again with the 3D backgrounds. It it got a bit, it lost its way a little bit with that, and they were the only two that weren't really received well when they originally came out, mm-hmm. and I had the same experience. Yeah, I was I was reading an interesting article about it um, yesterday about uh, the two Mega Man collections where it was actually a review of all eight. It wasn't your review though, and it was it was it was much worse in fact than your review. <laughs> but um, it talks about how five was meant to be the series end, and then uh, six went ahead was greenlit um, completely without the uh, series creators' involvement at, at all. It was just greenlit by right. Capcom, and it just went ahead. Uh, and it seems like this the whole Mega Man series took a bit of a dive after that point. Uh, didn't quite know where it needed to go. Mm. Doesn't it really end with like... Is it 8 where it returns back to 2D? So they go 3D yeah, for a while. They yeah. really experiment with 3D. 
Um, yeah, it does go to 2D, but there's like 3D backgrounds and all the character models are 3D. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that review's up. Check it out. It's a video. It's about four minutes. It'll give you the, the lowdown on whether you're a newcomer to Mega Man or a, a, a veteran Maverick Hunter. You'll get the you'll get the gist of what's going to come out of this. There's a lot of like things that they've added, whether it's like an enhanced graphics mode to smooth out some of those pixelated character models. There's like some really cool challenge modes where you can fight two bosses at once in a in like a timed challenge, which is cool. Mm. Especially if you're someone that you know likes a bit of punishment. Because mm. the man, these games are pretty hard. Like I, the old Mega Man games were hard, but I think these ones might be even trickier. I think what are they going for? It's like forty dollars at the moment. Yeah, so Australian dollars, it's forty. Uh, sorry, it's sixty for the two as a bundle, or you can get each for thirty. I think. Right. Okay. Um. Cool. Okay. Bit of, bit of a nostalgia hit there if you're interested. Yeah. Um. I want to I want to throw it back to NATO J for a moment. Um, yep. Did you have any Mega Man history? Absolutely zero. Same. Me Same. neither. Yeah. I have absolutely yeah. nothing to touch on here. Yeah. But it's yeah. huge. It, it must, yeah, I know. It, it never seemed big I, here, though. I never really heard any of my gaming friends ever talk about it. No, never, ever. Like, Mario, Sonic, and all Crash, and ever, like all the other major like mascots always heard about them it wasn't until like my later years somebody was like oh yeah mega man and i was like yeah. oh okay it, it, cool. it is interesting isn't it like when i was getting my playstation magazines and the, playing the demos i never remember being caught up in any of the coverage for the new mega man games because they, they, they hit the playstation and they hit the ps2 but yeah i guess by by that point maybe they weren't what they were like they were starting to lose the the shine so it was mm. all about. I guess those generations were more about the 3D games like Crash and Oh for sure, Croc and Spyro. So it was like, oh, this thing's kind of a throwback, and, and it's maybe it wasn't really the cool thing to like unless you'd come up through the NES and the SNES and had enjoyed them all along. I agree. I think that's exactly what it is. Just as a kid thinking about like um, 2D platformers didn't really have much of a home on the PlayStation next to games like Crash. Fighting games were becoming a lot more interesting yeah. in in the nineties. Mm. Um, racing games were a lot more interesting in the nineties. Like everything with the graphics, um, like high fidelity graphics, it just like everything was more enjoyable except for two D yeah. side scrolling games. Yeah, because we'd had a bajillion of them by that stage. Yeah, that too. Mm. That too. Um, very cool. I actually kind of want to play this now. I like two D yeah. side scrolling. Um, yeah, I don't games. So. I probably won't go back. No, like where everyone was hyping on Celeste, I was just like, yeah. I Like I can see that it's an amazing game. It's, so it's just I don't give a shit about 2D platformers anymore. Like it's- You're so alternative, Nato. That's what I like about you. You're a, ba- you're a gaming bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just played like a ton of them as my kid. And I'm, like nothing has changed with them to be like, I want to go back. Like I want to play like the next big massive thing that's new. Not go back and play 2D platformers. I think they have changed. Like, I think they've become way more they're uh, more puzzle accessible. Yeah, and like something like Celeste or Super Meat Boy, it's that constant failure yeah, that I love. I, like in Mega Man, if you die, from you have to like to go platform. back to the start of the level. Sorry, mm. sorry. I've still just got to jump from platform to platform. It's yeah. no, it's not. No, you're very. You, you are oversimplifying it. 
Um, I think you're right, Jono. Like, it is actually a lot harder now. And I think because there's so much control over um, movement, like you've got a greater yeah. control over your sprite's movement on screen. It just, you can actually do a lot more interesting things. Yeah, that's true. Um, and also they are like, uh, again, like the, I think of games like um, Inside, where it's yep. long, long maps with almost nothing in between. And then you get stuck and you're like, why am I stuck here? And then you have to go back and forth. Um yeah, I don't know. People are doing more interesting things with them now. Yeah. And I feel like they have a lot of room for some really cool art styles. Like mm. it, like Shovel Knight's one of my favorite games the last That's five so years. That's so cool. I love Shovel Knight. Um, and like they've always got these 2D platformers, always have awesome soundtracks. Celeste has like an amazing eclectic mix of, of soundtracks. It's so good. Um, did you, did you, have, you would have to have the Shovel Knight trophy, right? Like platinum platinum yeah no it's so it's so hard like you have to play the whole thing without dying and what all, all kinds of stuff like that it's pretty much impossible to do without like cheating where you like reset the game if you die oh i see i see i know I see. tom tom marshall has that plat so i've always looked at it with jealousy just bewilderment yeah, yeah. well jealousy but also just like <laughs> uh, it, it, it wouldn't be worth it to me to, to put myself through that um so last week we talked about the last of us um, yes yes we and, did and i put i threw the gauntlet down to you you yeah. did you put it you you shamed me into it and <laughs> yeah i don't think it was particularly fair because ali's the one <laughs> ali's the one who really poo-poos it like i yeah but we're not gonna win we're not we're not gonna win that war no we know we know you're a weaker mind so we can we can slowly batter it down yeah, until much weaker you cave and you yeah. did and I, I Look, ali wasn't did. here ali wasn't there if she was there i would have said the same thing that i said to you i respect that i respect that i'd like to believe <laughs> it too um yeah so i decided to pick it up this week and um I'm so impressed. I, well, I got, I, I got through to you. Nothing as well. I think part of it is that I I I like to prove people wrong. Like re- revenge for me as a as a motivator, <laughs> best motivator. If I've got like if I've got yeah. something to prove, or if I can like yeah, I don't know. Gain it's a power thing. I don't know. I just feel like if you prove someone wrong, it just. All right, I'm, I'm going to throw something out. Yeah, have you have you got a Wii U? No. Or access? Fuck. No. Have you got a switch at least? Uh, no, no, no. Fuck. Don't worry then. I was gonna throw a gauntlet at you and say you I can't. Play I can't. I can't deal with all the gauntlets at once. Let me get through this one first. <laughs> so yeah, but I, I look, look. I just want you to play po- uh, Pokémon tournament. Oh, I, I played, see it. What I played a, it. Yeah. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was interesting. Just, quick, just a quick. Okay, that's I all I need. Interesting. Yeah, all right, go, I, go back to last. Not, of not us for now. me though. Um. Okay. Anyway, the last of us. So this is. Um, where I'm up to at the moment is basically I've just met Ellie and we're just outside sort of the city, the zone limits, and um, yeah. we've just been confronted by the two two military officers. Um, this is like... How was the start? How was the start? Well, this is my second time doing this bit. I did I did okay. start it okay. about a... Oh, I want to say it's like two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago. Oh. So I'd, I've already done this bit. Yeah. I know kind of what happens up to a point. And then I forget. I forget where I got up to. So I didn't want to just pick it up from there. I wanted to start again, just so it's all yeah. fresh. And the introduction is amazing. I, I yeah. like... I really paid attention this time around. And it is... It's like... It just grabs you in the heart. And it just kind of yeah. yanks. It, it just yanks a little. It doesn't yeah. rip. It just yanks. And yeah. uh, I'm just blown away. So just the whole opening scene with Joel and his daughter and the watch. 
um, and just the chaos. I thought it was the best introduction to a sort of quote-unquote zombie survival game. Um, I know that's not really what this is, but it's in that setting. It's a very dystopian um, zombie apocalypse world. It's the best intro I've ever seen. Where yeah, I love that it's just like boom, twenty years later, and you're like, yeah, oh man, yeah, it just sets the stakes so well. Um, it introduces the the scene so well in the setting, and then also I was looking at there's this fantastic shot where it's the first time Joel and Ellie um, kind of stay in his apartment while they wait for Tess, and he falls asleep, yeah. and then he wakes up. Um, the cutting on that alone is great, like great editing in this scene, but he turns and he sees Ellie just kind of sitting by the window. She's sort of silhouetted against the night sky and it's raining and it's just beautiful. It's just, Nato, it, it's yep. beautiful. It's how it's beautiful. Te- I'm so it's, glad you're playing this game, Salim. It's tearjerking. I'm so glad. I know. Yeah. Like, like this, is, this is the game that got me to go looking for a secondhand PS3 so I could play this yeah. game. And she's a badass. Ellie's a badass. Yeah. Um, and yep. Tess is a badass. And I don't know where this goes. I don't want anyone to confirm it for me, but I'm pretty sure Joel lives because there's a reference to Ellie's old man in The Last of Us 2 trailer. I don't want you to tell me though, because I reckon I like maybe it's not maybe how do, how it's someone you know else they, they, just later. They don't actually. Yeah. How do you know they don't actually find her original parents? Exactly. That's well. That's what Ooh. I. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It could be anyone. Could be anyone. So anyway, uh, I think I'm gonna keep talking about this game like intermittently. I don't know how long. I can't just smash it. No. No. Save it. This game. I I just don't have the time. Yeah. I don't have the time. And Even also, yeah, did, I really want to enjoy game. it. Yes. But while yeah. while I'm talking about it and I'm hot for it, um, I think it's worth mentioning that uh, you, Jono, have done a fantastic article talking about your personal experience with this game and how yes. it shaped um, your your view of parenting. Yeah, it is. Uh, there's an article on IGN.com, just a little little known website uh, <laughs> out there. Uh, <laughs> Cheeky little and plug. yeah, it's a, it's um it's about my i guess the way that i view uh, you know the role between joel and ellie but also between lee everett and clem in the walking dead mm. and just experiencing through those you know uh, avatars the sense of you know wanting to protect this child and wanting to see the best for them and that was something that i hadn't got through tv or film it was through playing these games that i sensed that for the first time and and really connected so so much with those characters yeah uh go and check it out it came out i think it was sort of um is the word syndicated uh best to use there or is it like when was it published on ign it would have been like uh yeah six weeks ago maybe two months ago two months ago Mm. have a look for it have a look for it i'm sure you can do some kind of like name search john opec sleuthing He's he's Googleable, yeah. Jono. Jono's Googleable in a way that Salim Abraham just never will be. Um, <laughs> the other thing, the other thing I did this week, um, I won't touch on this for too long, but the World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth um, pre patch yep. was deployed last week, which means, or sorry, last Tuesday. So apparently it broke the, it broke the game. Oh, it really broke it. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of 
There was a lot of feedback. Because, like, it was the next day that after we the, uh, after we did the pod that where I saw, like, the huge article about it, and I was like, oh, man, I wish this happened before the pod, but now we can talk oh, about I've, it this week. I feel for those devs. Like, they were working... I think the stat was something like they were, they were resolving, like, 20 bugs an hour every hour for, forever. And, like, some of them were server-specific, and some of them were, you know, across all servers. But um, it's, you know, look, it's... It's huge. It's such a big change to the game, mm. and I don't. I don't fault Blizzard at all. It's not a really critical yeah, time but, for the game at the moment. Pre patches because they've had this like beta that seems because like I swear I swear Salim has been like I'm not fucking sorry. I Chinglish has been like pl- streaming the beta for like the last months. Yeah, it's been it's been open for a while, but um, isn't that like the whole point of a beta to like beta test? Yeah, it is. But what you're, um, what you're sort of neglecting as well is that you haven't, um, like, just because you're using, like, in any form of software testing, just because you're testing in a different environment, it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that you can just copy and paste the code and it's going to work perfectly. Yeah. And that's what we're, what they're discovering now is through regression, they missed a lot of other things. Like, there was some weird shit happening. Like, I was getting um, things that I would one-shot, like little um, monsters I'd one-shot. It was taking me like 20 minutes to take them down. It was so frustrating. Jesus. But anyway, that's that's irrelevant. There were some issues, but it's kind of a lot better now. The first um, Battle for Azeroth uh, quest line kicked off this week. Um, so the Horde have finally invaded. They want to take the world tree. It's a real exciting time to get some fresh new content. Um, it's not a lot, but it's just enough to kind of give you a bit of a taste of things to come. They've also got the new PvP mechanics in there as well. So, like, back are the days of just getting absolutely ganked, ganked out in yes! the world. Oh, my God. That's and what I, I'm, that's what I I'm genuinely looking forward to with Classic. Wow. Like, yeah. that old school yeah. ganks. It sucks, man. I'm just trying to like do my mining and my herbalism and I'm just getting pumped. And I people mustn't have like a lot of, like they must have nothing but time on their hands because they just stick around. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's happening and I'm loving this whole thing, by the way. I, like I love the flavor of this expansion where it's like it's war, it's conflict. You're, you have your own team again. For a while, it's kind of felt like you're just one united front as Horde and Alliance, but now it's like, no, we're enemies. Um, so yeah, maybe that's uh, where like the ganking spirits come back as well as why these people are hanging around. They're just like, fuck yeah, we're on different sides again. Let's well, do if I, when I become like super geared at 120, you're like, going to do the same level, thing. Oh, I'm going to be awful. Yeah. I'm going to be awful. Um, because it's like, again, it's revenge is a great motivator. Um, <laughs> so this, uh, I believe is really it for our games. Uh, let's jump into the news. This week's news headlines. And a couple of like quick, quick little uh, tidbits that I saw uh, earlier this week. So have either of you ever played Eve? Eve Online? Tried to. Yeah. No. Tried to. Are you familiar with it, Jono? I know it's one of those games. It, it, it's hardcore <laughs> MMO. Yeah, it's one of those games that I stay away from. Like World of Warcraft. Oh, it's WoW has nothing on Eve in terms of complexity. Eve is full on so you need to like you have ships and uh the perks and the traits of those ships like you get them over time your lifetime isn't long enough to get them all like it's crazy um and it's it's a game that's been made famous over years because it's got like one it's got huge battles 
crazy, like there are historic EVE Online battles that make news headlines. And two, there's often money associated because of, I don't like, I don't know the ins and outs, but they've been quite relaxed with how they let people kind of buy and trade on EVE Online. So there's often like money involved. Um, so recently, earlier this week, there was a 4,000 player um, battle that just lasted hours at something, I forget the name of what it was called. It was some kind of like Fort Stronghold thing. They reckon the battle line, the the front line of this battle spanned across the entire EVE universe. It was ridiculous. Um, Jesus. 4,000 people. Like, forget your 100 man um, battle royales. 4,000 people got off their ass and decided that they were going to have a go, have a crack. At the same time. At the same time. Is there footage of this? I'm sure there would be uh, yeah. tons oh, of footage. There's, yeah, tons of it. Yeah, there would be tons of footage. Um, and this isn't even the biggest one they've ever done or ever mm. had. Isn't that remarkable? No, there was that one where like the... the uh, oh, I can't remember the names, but where somebody had betrayed somebody and switched sides. So then like through honor they had to take them on but they knew they were uh, they were smaller than the other four so then they hired like a shit ton of mercenary groups and stuff like that and then they the other team started hiring mercenaries and then it just yeah i remember it was like a couple of billion dollars worth of ships like real yeah. world billions oh, well, billions or millions i think mi- I, I don't can't remember i, I wouldn't even millions. go into the mil- really i reckon maybe thousands hundreds of thousands no, tens of thousands an, maybe i think I'm looking it up now. Look at it. Look up the up. highest Re- price. Revenge is a bitter sweetness. Yeah, that's it. Succumb to the evil, my friend. Uh, while you do that, a little bit of um, something that every Deadwood fan has been waiting for ever since season three ca- saw the saw the end of Deadwood. Um, it's premature cancellation of the series. Uh, the Deadwood movie got greenlit. This isn't gaming news, but I saw this and <laughs> I, I was just like, I've been waiting for this. For I'm so forever. excited. They've talked about Deadwood. this for so long. Yeah, it's so good. Ian McShane and Timothy Oliphant get to um, chew the scenery again in, in the Wild West. Um, yeah. Uh, so, obviously, you don't, you don't... Have you seen it before, Jono? No. Mate. Yeah, but, this... you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming out soon. So, it's kind of gaming related. It's you wanna... Well, it's on... It's, <laughs> it's thematically consistent um you should you should watch it i think you'd really enjoy it season yeah. one and two are fantastic season three is good but it's just they they have to end the show um yeah it's, yeah i've heard good things it's one of hbo's best yeah um cool all right so next item on the agenda paladins is now free on the switch yeah i'm gonna probably grab cool. that yeah do, are you a paladins guy no but it's free <laughs> Okay, <laughs> uh, I hear you. Um, this one is kind of cool. Have either of you played a little indie called Stardew Valley? No. Tell yes, me about indeed. it. Yes, um, indeed. I can't get into it. You, you, I couldn't get into it either. I, I can't what? get into it. I couldn't do oh it. Played, I've played like 25 days and I'm just like, what is this game? I don't is understand. You haven't even got out of the, the first... No, because I'm just like, it's not fun yet. I don't understand. Maybe oh it's just not God. for me, but when I hear you guys talk about it, it, see, it sounds like a different game to what I'm seeing. Like, do you know how I, how far I got into it? And this will this will make. Please don't tell me like a week, mate. Uh, so you start off and you have to clear your farm. There's all this debris and wood and stuff all over the no. paddock. Dream. And I did. I got halfway through that and I was like, 
fuck this. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not it's, it's too big. It's way too big. I don't have time to go across that paddock up and down every time. Um, you don't have to clear the whole thing at once. Yeah, you don't have to clear the whole thing. You only have to clear enough to just plant like yeah. four plants. So there's the there's the little uh, scene before that where it's not quite an in-game scene and you, you have to click on a deed um, somewhere. Yeah. on your, yeah. I, I forget even what it was. It was like your grandfather's farm and he's dying and he had yeah. a deed. So yeah. it took me five minutes to realize I had to click on the deed. <laughs> I was I did not. It sounds like, like you played it for about an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did not like this game, but uh, but multiplayer. I've tried. Yeah, Ali, Brendan, come back! I need you. I I've I've talked to Brendan about it. I'm just you guys talk about all these characters in the town, and I'm like, I can't tell. I couldn't name a single person in the town. I can't no. tell them apart. How do you oh. get to know them? I just don't understand. You talk to them every day, like you would normal yeah. people. You know what? I talk to them, and they say like one thing, and then it's like, come back tomorrow, and it's like, how am I supposed to learn your personality if I have to say one sentence to you every day, and there's twenty of you or fifty of you? Because you got to give them gifts. And then you gotta like, yeah, okay. oh my god, See, they, don't, they don't explain this to you. It's all oh. just like figure it out. We're, yeah, exactly. We're, we're I don't have time for that. <laughs> it's called a guide. Just use one. So, yeah. uh, maybe Stardew Valley, it's multiplayer, <laughs> is right around the corner. It's right on our doorstep. So, it is coming on August 1st. Uh, the multiplayer mode to the like the hollow night just before hollow night you know what i mean like the indie game that was super successful um it was huge you couldn't you couldn't swing a cat without hitting a story about stardew valley for like months it was killing me the hype got me yeah it got you too it got us all um so in multiplayer look again i don't obviously know too much about it i think you can marry your friends now and you can hang out with them on your farms um yeah that sounds fun yeah so there you go nato you and Ali or you and Brendan can get hitched and live live the dream on the farm. What's the idea? I'm loyal loyal to Penny. I love her so much. What's the deal though? You just like, here's my farm. Have a look at it. Cool. No, no. You guys like build a co-farm together. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah. It's absolutely awesome. Like everyone has their own little huts and stuff. Because like the beta has been out on on PC for a while. So I've been watching a lot of people play that. And it looks absolutely amazing. That sounds immediately more enjoyable than just single player, though. Yeah, but this yeah. is not. It's this al- is not my it's game. Almost, it's almost like multiplayer is better in everything. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Harking back to last week, I'm willing to admit that this game is. Uh, it's not. I'm not calling it a bad game. Just not my cup of tea. Dream. Yeah. I'm gonna get when multiplayer comes out. Me and you I'm gonna sit down. We're gonna have a nice cup of tea next to us, some <laughs> Tim Tams, so we can do some Tim Tam slams, and we're gonna have a good hard session of fucking picking fruit, selling them, making it love to the beautiful fun. people in the town, going mining, finding <laughs> out what's happened with the wizard, finding out what's happened to old Ben. Sounds awful. Unlock, unlock. I met the, the wizard. Sauna. Yeah, I just yeah. met the wizard. That's how far I am. Yeah, you can meet the wizard on the first but, day if you go find him. Well, okay, twenty-five days. <laughs> I'll, I'll look. I'll, I'll, I promise you, I'll do it. How about that? Yes. I'll, like seeing no, as I I'm, t- I, I, I'm opening I bet you up you my, won't. I'm opening I'll up bet my. You won't. Why? What are you talking about? I, I started playing I the last you, of us. I bet you won't. No, I don't. I'm a man of my word. I've just come no, out here bearing my soul today, talking no, about the last of us. Just despite do it. Just despite yeah. Jono. Now, yeah, now, now, well done. He knows what he's doing to the son of a bitch. Look at his face. Look at his, little, look at his little, little white face. You're so white. You're so pale. 
Go and see the sun. Get out of the mines. All right. Next item on the agenda. Um, Fallout 76 beta. Yeah. Is this something yeah. everyone in this podcast may be or may not be interested in? Let's start with Jono. The game, yes. The beta, no, because I think it requires a pre-order, which I'm not really about that life. It does. And uh, You just do the Amazon does. pre-order that you can fully refund. Yeah. Uh, eh, I don't know. It seems like too much I like, I'm going to get the game. It's not a question of that. It's just, I don't know. I've got other stuff to play mm. at the moment. So, And it's also, yeah, it's like it's coming out fairly soon. The beta, is it really a beta? It seems like a kind of a, a demo in the guise of a beta. Well, you, you get it a month early. So the beta is going to kick off in October. Just because you pre-order the game, it doesn't actually guarantee you a ticket in the beta anyway. It, no, they, it's a random the, draw. Yeah, they're doing a yeah. random draw. So you get a redemption code with the pre-order. You sign it up on their website. They do a random selection based on the pool of uh, applicants, which apparently will grow over time. So it'll add more people over time. But it's like, that's in October. The game comes out November 14, I think. Right, I'm, I'm putting a PSA out there from, from NATO. I don't know what I'll do for a beta key. So, you know, just put that out there to our audience. <laughs> it's up to you. Use your imagination, people. Yeah. But I, I'll, do, I'll do some things for a code. So hit me yeah. up. NATO J. Uh, I know NATO on Twitter. But I'll, I'll do things, you know. I'm good with my hands. Freaky things. And tongue. He's a, he's a, um, he's a dancer. Yeah. Um, Do you think this is basically to make sure that the game can handle yes. the servers and? Yeah. Well, hopefully, it'll be, it'll be hopefully a, that's what it's for. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a bit of that. It'll be you know just probably power testing like power levels of weapons and you know and the nuke thing like the nuke thing's really interesting. How characters yeah, how it. people interact with that and apparently it's like I, super I, easy. I, yeah, apparently it's not for like attacking people. It's like mm. for setting up areas and like everyone gets like an actual huge warning in that area when a nuke's going to be hit that area, which is just an, it's more than enough time to get out of that area. So I don't think the, yeah. the way people took it as like, it's like, oh, I think they were just kind of joking around on the pre, on the E3 presentation where like you can nuke your friends, but like people took it real seriously. And now they're like, oh no, like nuking areas is for another mechanic in the game. It's not for like attacking people yeah, specifically. It's meant to really radically change the um, sort of the environment and um, yeah. or make accessible particular areas of the map. Like so, like mining in a way, like mining underground, you get access to different areas. Um, yeah. I, th I think it's going to create just higher level enemies and stuff yeah. like that. I think that's yeah. the yeah, idea. Right. Better loot. Interesting. Kind of like the, the dark zone in the division or something. Like that's where you yeah. go to, to really get into it. And I think... I mean, you could probably target a friend's base or something. Like yeah. if they've got their settlement, you could blow that up. Oh yeah, which would you could still you know mess with people that way. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sold on this just yet. I don't know why. I just uh, Fallout for me was I'm I'm an Elder Scrolls guy. Fallout for me is kind of like, eh. Um, it's cool, but it's not really my thing. Uh, but I think I could have a lot of fun playing this game. I just don't know if I'd ever like get hooked on it the way that we'll see. other Fallout we'll mad people will be. This, yeah, yeah. we'll see how it goes. Um, it has potential to go either way. I think if they put a lot of depth into it and they put some environmental storytelling and some actual, you know, somewhat of a discoverability, like some not necessarily a campaign, but something to sink your teeth into, I think that could be really fun. But if it's just fallout exploring with your friends it 
it might have a shorter lifespan to me. It seems very self con- like self-contained is that the right word i want to use here yeah it seems small the scale of it seems very small particularly because you're working on 100 man servers so it's like um it it doesn't feel like it's got the although no the map i think they described the map as yeah it's supposed to be huge yeah it's supposed Mm. to be intensely big pre-order now i'm hoping that there's a lot of yeah i'm hoping there's vaults and stuff to explore and you know the usual kind of exploration storytelling that fallout has uh, what's what's the best Fallout? Three, right? Probably Vegas. New Vegas. Yeah. Wait, New Vegas. Yeah, for sure. You both of you. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. To, I I love all of them. Fallout Three has a special place in my heart. If it, they all came out at the same time and had the same kind of technology, uh, like mm. one wasn't built off the other, Fallout Three is technically the best one. The more because you know Liam Neeson, um, <laughs> but like. Vegas has like the the benefit of just completely using the engine of three and b- making it better, like making yeah. shooting better, making like building off the problems of three and make and like getting rid of them. And then four is like the worst of them all. Four wasn't good, I, was it? I loved four. I like, four is really an amazing good, time but like four. Yeah. three three is a better game technically. Like it's probably more memorable. I yeah. think there's some really great characters in three, some bigger moments. I think the gameplay of four was a step up with the yeah. shooting and the customization. But that's all it, due to time, like when it came out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you're right. Yeah. Game. So it's uh, it's a an upgrade, like from a technical perspective. But yeah, it's it's like comparing Mario's or something, I guess. Yeah. Um. So battle royales gross one billion revenue since Janu- January. Can I just mm-hmm. say, I'm tipping my hat to you. Best segue I've ever heard ever. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a cold, hard segue. I loved it. I was no, All right, so I'll... I'll I tipped my hat. Good let me, let me tell you what I was actually thinking. I was actually thinking yeah. that Fallout 4's um, character development system was the most boring character development system I've ever fucking seen in any game I've ever played. Like, nothing really? I got felt exciting. There was nothing exciting mm. about anything there. Um, what the in front of the mirror the perks kind of. you mean yeah the perks yeah yeah, yeah. Right. oh okay yeah like nothing none nothing there to me seemed particularly interesting um no. but anyway i like i didn't want to say that and i didn't say that i went into battle royales <laughs> grossing a billion and also i, I kind of started this through this i don't think i added this in here did i i added it thank you okay i was like, <laughs> I was like when, when did i do that um all right Jono, lead the way uh, yeah, I mean, this report came out, this super data research report mm-hmm. saying that uh, Battle Royales this year, so I guess since January, we, they've grossed a billion dollars and they're expecting two billion by the end of the year. But the crazy thing, and, and that would be 12% of all digital games this year, but the craziest part is they're expecting next year $20 billion from Battle Royales. As in like Jeez. all Battle Royale games will gross mm-hmm. $20 billion. So, yeah. um, to, I think it was today I read, similar to this, Epic is now worth $8 billion wow. today. Mm. So, this, yeah, this is, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Mm. And it shows you how many games are going to inject Battle Royales into what they're already doing. Like, even, yeah. I, I guess technically, if you were to throw, like, 
we don't know much about Red Dead Redemption 2, but if it has a Battle Royale multiplayer component, you could factor that into it as well. And that game in itself could make like a billion dollars quite easily. Because they already did that into GTA. So yeah. it, it wouldn't be too hard to like inject it into... Exactly. And into if, if GTA well. is still like one of the top selling games in and of itself, that's going to inject a whole lot of that uh, revenue as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am so over Battle Royale. I'm so, am I. so tired of it. I've hit I've hit the wall. Brendan keeps hitting me up to play like Realm Royale and stuff like that, and I'm just like, Ugh. it's not even I'm over that game. I'm just over all of them. I haven't played PUBG. I everyone keeps telling me to come play Fortnite with them on the Switch now, but I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, like it's not it's not it's not even like I'm like don't want to play Fortnite anymore. It's like I just literally don't want to play a Battle Royale anymore. It's because you're a contrarian and you can't like something that's popular. That's that's it. I, I look. <laughs> I've been liking battle royales a long time while video, it was popular. Video games, bad yeah. boy. That's what I said earlier, man. He's just, yeah. yeah. He, uh, you know, dances to the the rhythm of his own, of his own drum. drum. Um. So yeah, uh, doesn't surprise me at all. What would really also not surprise me at all is if there is a huge hangover, um, yep. somewhere after yeah, yeah. 2019, uh, for battle royale games. Because it's just, it's like, I've never seen any trend in gaming be so widely adopted. It's uh, like phenomenal. Uh, tacked on multiplayers were for the longest time, and then... What was it? Like, tacked on multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. that, I mean, zo- zombie modes. Um, zombie zombie mode, modes yeah. in first-person shooters were kind of a thing. But, like, this is, ugh, ugly. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's going to be like a... Uh, it's going to jump the shark and there's going to be a big game that comes out as a battle royale that's just going to fail miserably oh, because it comes out at the wrong time and they've probably put there's in there's already a ton that have already yeah. Yeah. like what's the one from Bloody Cliffy B um, uh, Lawbreakers no not, not no the other one after Lawbreakers oh, I don't that know. he made oh um, uh, yeah god I can't remember what it's called somebody will name it but it's dead now it's fucking dead that so game. at E3 the, um, the PC showcase uh, the first Battle Royale game, I forget the name of it, but like, first of all, best E3 conference purely because they bring the devs up and do like one-on-one interview with them. Um, and the first question this guy gets asked is like, it's like something along the lines of what's different about this this game? What separates it? And he's like, well, you know, in the others you play 100, in ours you can play like 500. And it's yeah. like, oh, I don't care. Um... Anyway, all right, cool. Let's all play Battle Royale after this. Nah. I've like, never played uh, one. you never played one? Have you seen nah. the film, at least? Have you seen Battle I have, Royale? I yes. yes. I remember watching that in like 2005. Yeah. yeah. If someone made that game, like, and actually, <laughs> and you play as one of the characters in that game, that'd be a cool game. I think there was a game. There was a Battle Royale game. You can't game. have a game like that as kids, like, maybe uh, in Japan. <laughs> in Korea? Yeah, yeah, you could. Um... I guess right. like uh, Danganronpa might be that kind of thing. I don't know. You, there, there's look. There's an example I want to use, but I don't want to spoil stuff. Okay, that's, that's what I'll just say. All right. Well, you thanks for that, mate. Yeah, great, <laughs> yeah. great contribution Good input. there, mate. <laughs> look, all right. Look, look. There might be a part in a certain part of one of the people on this pod's game where you play as a child that does a lot of murdering. So. All right. Yeah, The Last of Us. Or Stardew Valley. Royal. I haven't really played through either. It could be either yeah. one of those, really, couldn't it? Um, 
All yes, right. there could be. <laughs> start, the, the village in Statue just turns rotten and they start murdering each other. That would God, get me interested. Great. Then I'd be really into yeah. it. Um, so the last, uh, last little bit of news here that we have, I like this one. Um, Nintendo is suing two very prominent ROM distribution websites, um, Love ROMs and Love Retro for uh, making available Nintendo IP. So Nintendo games, ROMs, um, and BIOS as well. So I don't know about you guys, but in like 1990, or no, I'll say like 2002, uh, a very young Salim Abraham was discovering the whole world of emulation. Mm. And his parents uh... were discovering the whole world of computer viruses. (laughs) Um, i download i was like i was a freak i was downloading every single game i could find that had like any keyword in it like digimon pokemon like whatever i was downloading them all final fantasy all of it um i remember my brother playing like pretty sure it was in japanese he was playing some pokemon game yeah Yeah. and it was the one where you would hold down a button and run faster and speed it up Mm. And it was yeah, just yeah, because yeah. it was the new Pokemon game that's, that hadn't that's come most out here. Yet. Yeah, actually, you could do that on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's especially effective, uh, useful in Pokemon. So Nintendo believes that these two um, websites get around seventeen million hits a month. Man, I didn't know people were still into these ROMs. I would, I would say it's yeah. huge. I would say it's yeah. huge. Because the the original Galaxy, which before it was using like a Google store, it was like an Android store. You could download. I had an N sixty four emulator. I had a Game Boy Advance emulator, and I had like all my Pokemon games. Mm. I had Mario Kart sixty four on my phone. It was fucking excellent when it was the Wild Wild West. Yeah, and I would say like Nintendo's probably been the biggest victim of ROM downloading and, and BIOS, like Game Boy, um, the Game Boy games, the, the Super Nintendo games, um, even like the 3DS and the DS. Like, do you remember the problems they had with the original um, Nintendo DS where people could just mm. get like a, a cartridge and just dump tons of games onto it and then yeah. that's it. Yeah. So The DS one you still could as well. It was just when it got to the 3DS that they had, because of how they made the cartridges, it was hard to get a fucking fake. Yeah. <laughs> but you still found a way, didn't you, Nato, you little thief? Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Definitely didn't. Bad boy of gaming. Definitely didn't use Game Sharks and stuff. Um, so I wonder why they're going after these two websites, though, because I imagine there's like hundreds of websites like this. These would have to be the biggest. Yeah. That's my right. assumption. Yeah, Love ROMs is what I've used before. That's how big they must be. Yeah. Wow. I, I could tell you about... Oh, I was just going to say I couldn't tell you the name of another. I can. Cool ROMs. I use Cool ROMs a lot. I think um, I used to use that. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're all um, perpetrators <laughs> we're <bad> of, people. <laughs> of this, Look, this issue. Actually, in our defense, though, if you do own the original of that game, then... As if only we own the original. Yeah, but I did. I did own the original of pretty much any game I rommed. Right. Well, I, yeah. I was using it to discover these games for the first time. Like, mm. yeah, you know, sixty-four games and GBA games and nah, like, stuff that I, I never like, grew up with. God, I had like Final Fantasy Tactics. Bring it back to Final Fantasy. Oh. The best, probably the Final Fantasy. The best by far. Final Fantasy Tactics had that on my phone. Wait, hold on. Wait, what? Well. Wait. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Go back a step. Tactics or Tactics Advance? Tactics Advance, sorry. The one that's on Game Boy Advance. That's the best, Fuck in the... your opinion, that's the best Final Fantasy game ever. By far. No. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. no, it's like yeah. that's just wrong. Like as a fact, that's just wrong. No, it's not. oh my god, what is wrong with you? I I think you're just being difficult what unnecessarily. What's yours? You, wh- yeah, what what, are you, what is your favorite? Um, it's hard to pick. You know what I mean? It's hard to pick it, a favorite it's not child because there's I can tell you the ones one. I don't like. Final Fantasy Tactics Events. You're just you're just being willfully ignorant. All right, so um, you're ignorant. <laughs> ignorant. Uh, I I love Tactics Advance, but I don't think it's the yeah. the best. I really love Ten. Yeah. I loved Eight. I liked Seven. Uh, ten is a bad game. Ten's not a bad game. Ten is a bad game. Why is Ten a bad game? It's a bad story. It's a bad lead character. I bawled my freaking eyes out at like yeah, four in the morning. Four in the morning you, as a you bawl your eyes out when you see me get off. Come to an event. When, so listen, like, I was it doesn't take fourteen that much to playing that game, NATO and Yuna. Like, <laughs> yeah. and bear in mind I'm fourteen, but I swear to God, I thought she was really into me, and <laughs> we had something special. I thought we had something special, mate. So when yeah. when because I'm projecting myself onto Titus and yeah. he spoiler alert he doesn't make it Titus doesn't no. Titus Titus what? there's not enough room on the door for both Titus and Yuna um, yeah yeah so I thought what's it was the guys that just wa- agree like his laugh is absolutely oh, terrible yeah. it's that, in the intro of this podcast it yeah. is yeah is it Waka or what's the guy like the Troy Baker character Waka Waka's yeah, a bit Waka. racist the game's a little bit racist. So all the all the Waka Al Bed stuff, super racist. Um, against what race? <laughs> well, against the Al Bed, but it's like it's the prejudice um, that he's right. he's kind of you know it's his prejudice. Sorry, that's so it's a huge like beeline throughout that whole game. Um, yeah. Anyway, I liked it. I thought it was good. What else was good? Fifteen. Blitz, Blitz is obviously the best. <laughs> oh man, 15. get out of here. Oh. Um, Dream, you you hated that game. I loved the I loved the gameplay. I just hated the story. I thought the story sucked. It was such a hollow yeah. game. It's crazy how you can spend ten years in development and still come up with like just the husk of something decent. Nah, because they they fixed it with an anime and a movie, bud. All right. Anyway, um, can I can I correct myself? I don't think Troy Baker was in Final Fantasy X. He was in Final Fantasy Thirteen as mm. Snow. Oh, God, that's a that's a bad game. Before that's, someone that's like ats game. me, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just beating the haters to the tweet. Um, yeah, yeah don't th- at me. Thirteen, I think, was the most poorly written game. Um, mm. Yeah, actually, yeah, I'll stand by that. I think it was awful. Fourteen's good. I like fourteen as a multiplayer. Anyway, we're we're, we're probably spending too much time so on this. much. Yeah. Um, you played it? Did you say? You no, I was saying people still play 14 so much. Like it's a it's such a huge Twitch community. Yeah, weird yeah. weird cross promotion with Pizza Hut earlier or late last year, though, where you could get the expansion if you spent 50 bucks or more at Pizza Hut in Australia. Fuck yeah! Weird cross promotion. Very yeah. weird. <laughs> Fuck! I have a Pizza Hut across the road from me. I finally could have got into that game. That 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 one I'll say straight. Yeah, that's the only one I haven't played. 14, but it's not. It's not technically a Final Fantasy per se because it's an MMO and shit like that. Why do you still it's, play them if you haven't liked any of them since? It's six? very... Hold on. I just want to go back to his last point. It's very Final Fantasy. There is so much in Final Fantasy fourteen that feels organic. Um, oh, yeah. No, no. I meant it in that way, but I just meant how it plays. Yeah. Like, it's not a JIPG nah, it's, single it's player. Yeah, it's wow. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, like to... I think Jono asked the question tonight. Why, why do you still play them? 
I'm hoping they'll be good. Uh, All right. I have I have faith that one day they will turn and they'll be like, Klefka was a fucking amazing villain. Let's make somebody that's just as good as him. Question of the week comes from uh, Callum Davison, who's a friend of the podcast from, from the Game Train podcast. Um, partly based out of Melbourne, partly based, I believe, out of Queensland. Um, anyway... Yep. Callan asks, what do you enjoy about gaming? Uh, Not Final Fantasy Pass 7. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll throw it to... I feel like we've heard a lot of negativity out of you tonight, Nato. So I'll throw it to Jono <laughs> first. I want you to really think about your answer, Nato. Yeah. Really, th- I really think about your answer. Mm. All right, Jono. For me, I think it's a... You know, obviously it's, an, it's a form of entertainment... But unlike TV and film or music, it's active. It's not passive, and you get to engage your mind in that experience of playing through a game and relaxing on the couch. And it's just for me, it's an unwinding thing. Like I feel like you know, playing half an hour before bed every night is always like I love it. That's a really enjoyable thing for me to do. Uh, but you know, there's so many like there's so many different kinds of games, so it's hard to really say one reason why you in, what that you enjoy about gaming. But you know, sometimes it's the story and being part of the story and making decisions in the story. Sometimes it's just a pure satisfaction of executing gameplay, uh, overcoming something like you know finishing a Mega Man game. So yeah, I mean, it's because I'm more of a single player guy. I'm not going to talk about like the social side of it. That might be more what it is for nato but yeah i think it's uh getting to experience these worlds that are just so different like whether it's uncharted or uh, horizon or uh, god of war or something like detroit it's you get to you know explore these places and just yeah the environmental storytelling which you, there's not not really that environmental storytelling in other mediums true true I agree. I agree with all that. And in fact, I'm going to expand on that um, and say that uh, it's the versatility, I think, is is the thing I really enjoy about it. Like, mm. um, this week alone, I've played The Last of Us, which is like, you know, obviously this really deep um, emotional story. Uh, like, even as early into it as I am, you know, it's obvious to see that that's what this is, even if you didn't know anything about it. But also this week... Um, uh, I absolutely flogged my little cousin in Tekken in a you know two hour two hour bout, and that was purely just like two hours of the you know just blind competitiveness and rage and swearing and um, and it was great. And then I play WoW, and it's like I just my brain turns off, and I just I'm in this world, and I'm just doing this thing, and you, you know then you throw like VR um you look at puzzle games like it's just so versatile there's something in there for everyone really in gaming i love that i absolutely love that and if it's like whatever my yeah. mood is i can just i can change and do it and it's great nathan hit me with it uh okay there's two 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 main things that i enjoy in gaming one the first one is the ability to do things that i'd never be able to do in my normal life like fucking be a wizard fly shooting fireballs or then the next minute i put in another thing and i'm on a spaceship flying across the galaxy and stuff like that there's there's just these things even like 
even like being like an Indiana Jones and going exploring in a jungle or to the ocean depths and just yeah. these things that I wouldn't be able to do in my normal life. E- even if I dedicated my whole life to do certain things, I still wouldn't be able to achieve the levels you can yeah. do in game. Escapism. It's kind of why. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of why I don't like sport games and stuff like that because those things I can technically do in real life. Yes, uh, I can't win the fucking yeah. World Cup, but I, <laughs> but I, but I mean, I can go out and kick a soccer ball. Yeah, but that's like a fantasy like fulfillment, I, like playing in the NBA yeah, or whatever. I know, but that, yeah. that's what I mean. Th- those things I can do in real life, but I can't like shoot fireballs and I can't get on a fucking spaceship and go across the stars. And no man's sky. Like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, I, I'm actually excited to re-download yeah. that and get it. Dude, it's actually getting a lot of positive hype right it now. Is. It is. I know. It's getting a and lot I really of positive play... hype. I like it. I, I'm I glad. I'd... Game of the year. Yeah. I would... <laughs> Game of the year. Two years after it was released. And then the... <laughs> yeah. And then the other and the other point is like the social aspect of multiplayer games, where like even like yeah, Brendan who runs this podcast, like I probably would have oh, become oh, like proper on. friends with him. Runs, runs. <laughs> anyway, go on. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I would, probably wouldn't have become as good friends with him like as quickly as I did because me and him bonded over playing PUBG together. Mm. I got him into, like, properly sat him into that game and we bonded and had fun and realized we had more of in things in common. And there's so many of my internet friends now. I have, like, a specific game that I'm like, oh, yeah, I sat down with them and played with them. Like, Ian, my co-host on, on the other podcast I'm on, the whole OK Beast Network that they're part of is because they all found them together playing overwatch and they all bonded over that. And that's how they all became friends. And so much of like games and multiplayer these days Mm. are now like formed all these things. And like, I don't see those things happening without video games. You know, you know, an interesting multiplayer experience I had recently was I was raiding and I was raiding in like a pug in wow that I didn't know any of these people. And um it was like a it was like a four or five hour thing like it was long Far out. and they were all talking they were all of them were talking on um the discord chat and the whole time i just the whole time in my head i was like i fucking hate these people like i was like <laughs> their jokes everything they were talking about them as people i just couldn't i uh, couldn't get there but i really needed to finish that raid like i really needed a bit of loot at the end there so i stuck with it and <laughs> i love that i was indulging in that kind of hatred you know i don't know if you yeah. ever do that where you're like i don't want yeah. i don't want to be oh, yeah. so sounds you just evil. get really yeah oh, you know, i didn't want to call it evil but a human sounds human um humans are evil human. you can write in with your questions this is our i'm not gonna say we're gonna do one of these every week but these are fun these are kind of fun little ways to end the show and we want more questions so feel free to ask right in um to us hello at 8bit.net you can tweet your questions to us um at we are 8bit or you can go to the facebook page you can message any of us directly nato lives somewhere in like subiaco so you can probably leave (laughs) one in his letterbox um right in jesus how do you know where goddamn footy yeah wait what do you live in i was like how did you don't actually no, live in Subiaco, do you? No, Subi's... Yeah, that's a northern suburb. I don't live up there. Oh, right. Okay. All right. I thought that was It's also a super guess. expensive. Is it? Yeah. That's like inner Sydney kind of prices. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Don't do it to yourself, no, you Subiaco. Move out west. No. To the ocean. Where the um, skies are blue. So, you can write in. Um, of course, if you have 
any actually before we do the, the you know plugs um two things i just want to plug <laughs> you're doing well keep going i'm, I'm crushing this uh, this ending um yeah. so a uh, good friend of ours joel rennie um who is is part of the 8-bit family i speak giant may, never heard of him may or never may not speak giant in the i speaks giants podcast um joel's into his ca- his character actually does he says it in the first episode that he his character speaks giant, and that's kind of where they got the name for for the. Podcast. You know what else? Aside from being great at D and D, he's also into sea shanties, which are yeah. like the songs that sailors and pirates yeah. would sing, like Assassin's so Creed Black Flag. Yes, so he's decided he's going to start his own uh, sea sh- Sydney shanty club, which is inspired by Sea of Thieves. Uh, sorry, what? It, it was inspired by Sea of Thieves. He inspired them. He's been doing sea shanties for a long time. He's been signing off generosity every year with sea shanties. It's nuts. Um, anyway. Yeah, I, but I'm pretty sure the inspiration to like actually form a Are you trying to prove me wrong here in front of all of uh, our listeners right now, NATO? I'm putting words in putting words. You're trying to get confrontational. That's what I'm doing. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna rise above and not give you the satisfaction of of a, of a shit fight right now. But after this podcast, just stick around because I've got a few things to say. Um, Sydney Shanty Club Wednesday at Spawn Point here in Sydney CBD. Uh, this coming Wednesday, which I believe is like the, I say it's like the third the first, of August. The first. Yeah. The first of August. The first. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for that, <laughs> John. Why you the best? Yeah. Um. So if you're around, definitely go. I think it's like six thirty p.m. It kicks off. I'll be there. Um. Also, AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. People. Um. We're doing a Sydney meetup soon. Um. It's going to be at like a darts place in the CBD somewhere. It's all right. Don't have one in Perth or anything. There's like it's there's okay. like one person in Perth. That's a lie. There's actually two groups in Perth. Um, yeah, I know there. So are. why don't you organize? Yeah, it? NATO. Jeez, lazy. I'm not. A, I'm not an organizer. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I, I am. I am the entertainment you bring. I don't. I don't organize. The, I come and I'm. I make your party good. You're the goddamn drink. court jester, is what you are. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, enough with the plugs. Time for actual plugs. You can find me at Salim TD, um, and you can find this this show at We Are Eight Bit. Nato, Jono. Jono, you're a gentleman. You oh, thank you. Best. You're a gentleman for allowing me to. Uh, yeah, you can <laughs> you can find my interview podcast, Putting in Work, on uh, the Eight Bit Collective every Thursday. Got some awesome guests coming up. Really uh, exciting guests. I've just spoken to Dagan Moriarty, who's the Sesame Street workshop animator. So had a whole great conversation about animation and. Uh, you know the world of, of how that works uh, Alana Pierce formerly of IGN will be appearing on a future episode but and just had Snowbike Mike on the show and who doesn't love Snowbike Mike Jono you rub shoulders with uh, very successful people I try yeah, yeah what, are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> this well he, he hangs around here because he needs to poach my guests oh, every my. time oh uh, <laughs> it's one for one and you can follow me on twitter at Jono himself as well and uh, shout out to your audio technica shout out indeed Uh, and while Jono's doing all this super successful stuff um, Nader where can they find you scratching your butt (laughs) 
Um, you can also find me on this 8-Bit Collective as well on the You Game Pro podcast. If if uh, bringing on beautiful guests, if uh, Jono hasn't already poached them first. <laughs> you poached um, Anthony from, from me, so... <laughs> you poached Snowbike Mike from Yeah, me. but Anthony was first. <laughs> you set the, you set the right, rules nah. of engagement. <laughs> weapons free. Nah, weapons yeah, we, free. We, we usually bring on a, a lot of Australian streamers, gamers, anything to do with the industry around, and to just chat with them about, like, yeah, why they love video games and stuff like that, rather than like Jono's, where it's more about like the effort yeah. they put into their jobs. Who's and the next? Like ours is more. Ours is a casual is. one, and Jono's a more professional <laughs> one. And you can also catch me over on my anime podcast, A Plus Anime. We have been yeah, been doing pumping them out with the guests at the moment. We've had Dash on last week, also from the AP Collective, talking about Darling in the Franks. But we just talk about a new anime each week and also just anime in general. And we try and get new people into anime and also veterans onto things they might not have decided to watch yet. So go check that out on the OK Beast Network. And you can also catch me everywhere at I Know NATO. Uh, on the Twitches, on the Twitters. I, I've been streaming a little bit recently. I don't, I'm, I've been bored, so go check that out. I do stream me playing D&D with a whole bunch of crew from the 8-Bit Collective and some other people here and there, so go check that out as well. That's usually Thursday nights as well, so go check that out on twitch.tv forward slash I Know NATO. And yeah, so just check me out at I Know NATO as well on the Twitters. I, I love the hot takes and being silly and causing causing stirring the beast yes, nest I the hornet's that, nest so go check on who's that, the though. next uh you game bro guest nato ah uh, sean pitts hopefully former putting in work guest yeah that's what i thought <laughs> uh nato nato my friend yeah just between yeah. just between me and you nato yeah nato can i can i play D? can you invite me on fuck yes Yes, one hundred percent. That's the, the the whole reason I started the group that I am now. None of them had played D and D's apart from like one of them, and I love bringing new people into D and D. This is part of my my three part plan, right? This is the the upwards trajectory, yeah. right? I start there. Yeah, yeah. Then you then go, next. I speak giant. No, next you game bro, right? And you and I, you interview Ooh. me. Right. <laughs> really? Yeah. And then once I get famous, what have you done? Tekken, get, Tekken what have you champion. Done? What, are you, what have you done to? What, what have you done to? Get well, hold on. on. It's, it's a it's a it's a three <laughs> step plan. I do I right, do I, I do I was gonna say I speak giant. I do um I do the D and D with you. I get like semi famous. Then I do you game bro, moderately famous. Yeah. And then when I'm really famous, putting in work. Yeah, I like the plan. Yes. Damn! Just a, just a stepping stone to putting in work. I'm just joking around. I'm just joking around. I'd, I'd be, I'd be honoured to come on your show though. Um, so anyway, look, that's been us for another week. Next week, I think we, uh, I don't know who's on next week. Ali's, Ali's not back. Ali's, next week. Ali's still away. Um, we miss you, Ali. Yeah. God damn it! This, this show's got a PG rating now. What's going on? Um, <laughs> And Brendan's probably going to be back. Um, So anyway, uh, until next week, much love. Stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry.